and welcome back to the Sisters in Sustainability podcast. I am your host, Victoria Lynn. As always, we are here to discuss the impact that women from all across the country are having on the modern sustainable development movement. Today, we are joined by Juliana Clark, a food security advocate and your Miss Iowa's team. Thank you, Juliana, so much for agreeing to be here with us today. If you wouldn't mind taking a second to just introduce yourself and telling us a little bit about who you are. Well, as you just heard, my name is Juliana Clark, and I was just crowned Miss Iowa's teen about two and a half, three weeks ago. So it's been a whirlwind. It's so exciting, so fun. I'm having a blast. Um, I'm going to be a senior at Clinton High School in Iowa. And yeah, I'm an advocate for food security, especially for our elementary age youth, you know, making sure that they know the problems that are going on in their own communities, in their own state, in their own country. And also that it doesn't really matter how young someone is, they can make a difference. So building off of that, if you could tell us a little bit more about your community service initiative, Pack the Pantry, you know, how did you get involved with fighting food insecurity? You know, it's always something I've been passionate about. Starting with my church, I went on a few small mission trips and helped out um, in my own community, working in food pantries and working with the community, you know, seeing where the problems are and seeing where people need help. And that really jump-started my interest and my passion for it. Another reason was that my father, my own father was very food insecure as a child. Uh, he and his mother worked very hard to create a safe home for his himself and his siblings, but they relied on food pantries. They relied on the food stamps to help them get through their normal everyday life. And he has worked so hard to make sure that my family never has to go through that or understand what that's like. But that's just one reason why I don't want any other children to have to feel the way my own father did. Currently, I'm working on a pretty exciting project. I'm implementing a week-long curriculum-based project in all 328 school districts in Iowa so that all of our elementary age students can see where the need is in their community and work to, you know, stop that and make a difference. I love that. I, I mean, I think that education is first and foremost, the first step to solving all the problems in the world. Um, so to know that you've got a pretty solid foundation in creating that education for people in your state and then of course across the country is, is really cool to see, especially considering how young you are. I always admire the teens for their passion and dedication to these issues because I remember being a teen in this organization and, and being passionate about what I was talking about, but it was a totally different organization back then. And you guys are just far exceeding what we ever did when we were teens. Um, but Sustainable Development Goal 2, Zero Hunger, focuses on ending hunger, achieving food security for communities all over the globe, and increasing sustainable farming and agriculture. According to the United Nations, one in every 10 people suffer from hunger around the globe. And this can, of course, lead to growth and developmental stunting for children and young people. I know that you have a big focus on working with young people, um, but unfortunately, our changing climate, war and global conflict, as well as real estate infrastructure is creating a global food crisis and increasing disparages between access for people everywhere. So knowing that hunger is really not always, but really mainly caused by some pretty huge issues. What can we do as average everyday people to help people get access to food? I think one of the most important things, number one, is making sure that it is 
known where people can go to get help. You know, in my own community, we have several different food pantries and different organizations that are there for people to get help. But one problem that I run into and that these food pantries have run into is that people don't know where to go. So I think that is our number one thing is, yeah, the awareness and the education about where people can go to, you know, get things and need help. Another thing is our people in our community, you know, if you have some extra produce that you've grown, if you have some extra things in your pantry, food pantries are always in need, especially in Iowa. The cost of buying food from the Iowa Food Bank or the food bank that is closest to my own community has gone up a crazy amount. You know, some of their biggest things that they need are cereal and peanut butter. And just donating those things can make a huge difference. So food deserts also present a boundary for people when it comes to accessing nutritious food specifically. You know, one in every three people don't have access to adequate food. Um, And of course, I know you just mentioned due to increasing costs at grocery stores and places everywhere. You know, what's the best way to make sure that people aren't just getting food, but they're getting healthy food? You know, are these food banks set up in a way where they can take, you know, fresh food? I know, I'm not sure about other communities and other places, but I know that one of the first things that goes in our food pantries are the fresh produce. And they do get some of those things. Of course, it's in a smaller quantity because they're fresh and they're not going to stay good forever. But that is one of the most, and it's one of it's one of the things that is in the most high demand for people. And so making sure that they have that accessibility and it's not just canned things and which is, amazing, but I mean, there's nothing like fresh produce. So how have you been able to serve as an advocate for fighting food insecurity? Okay. So about two, so I just started competing in this organization two years ago. It's, it was only my second year at state this year. So I've had to, you know, really push forward and for fighting for that advocacy and being an advocate. I started in my own school district about two years ago. I held a coin drive throughout um, all six buildings in my own school district, you know, that would come back to our local food pantries and be able to serve all of the people in my own town. Throughout the past two years, I've done it for two years, we've raised $10,000. And just seeing how easy that was in my own school district just shows how easy it can be all over my state of Iowa and all over the country. You know, it just needs one person to take the initiative in their own space and their own community and difference can be made. And because I'm located in very Eastern Iowa, which is pretty far away from, you know, Central. So it does get hard to try to be in all places at once. But I think with my project that's coming up, you know, just putting my face in every school and putting the idea of, you know, we can fight this food insecurity in every building and every school across Iowa. I mean, change really can be made. So let's talk about this program that you're going to be running. So obviously the the job of any state title holder is is a difficult one and it's pretty involved. Um, So tell us, like, what does that look like? You just mentioned that you're going into your senior year of high school. How does that balance of running this program and being a normal teenager? What does that look like for you? I am very involved at my school. I'm a theater nerd. I'm in band and choir. And then I also swim and I wrestle, (laughs) which is, yeah, pretty fun. Um, And being so busy and also being a state title holder, you know, there are things that you have to give up and you might have to step away from, which is pretty hard, but it's just some of those sacrifices you have to make. 
you know, going into my senior year, it's going to be, it's going to look a little different for me with what I'm involved in and how much I'm participating. But my number one goal, first, to graduate. Second, to serve my state to the fullest of my ability and give my all throughout my year of service. So I know that you were just recently crowned, but what has it been like serving as Miss Iowa's teen? Has there been a moment so far that stuck out for you or something that you're really looking forward to? I think it's so fun being a local title holder. I mean, I got to serve my own county of Clinton County. So I really got to be involved in right, right where I'm at. And, you know, it's super exciting. The kids love it. But, you know, it's it's so different having your state across your chest, you know, wearing a little bigger of a crown because people look at you and they don't just see, oh, you know, she's just doing a few things. She's done this. Like she did it. Like she went on that stage and put her all out there. And she is our representative of Iowa. And I think people coming up to me and just wanting to hear my story and hear what I'm all about and hear how I got there, that has probably been the most impactful. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. It's, it's insane. I love it. So how has your community service initiative changed since becoming your state representative? So, you know, as I said, I've raised $10,000 in my own community, which was pretty easy just in the fact that, I mean, I've been a student in my school districts and I, since I was in kindergarten, you know, I've had that support all the way um, up until my high school years. So, I mean, it's a home. People know me and are comfortable and want to help me achieve. Uh, but taking that and now I have the entire state of Iowa, you know, I'm not familiar with some parts. And as a state title holder, you know, I need to make myself familiar with those parts and getting my message and my um, advocacy out there. But that's why it's so important to bring the education awareness all over Iowa. You know, that is one of the most important responsibilities of a state title holder is to bring your community service initiative all across the state you're represented in representing and making sure that, you know, people know what the problems are. People know what you stand for and what you want to make a change about. Do you mention that you've only been a part of this organization for two years, which listening to you talk feels like it's hard to believe because you, you totally embody all of the skills that I wish I had had when I was your age. Um, So tell us about your Miss America journey. How did you get to, to where you are today? Where did it start? What was, what was that journey like for you? So my local board that I competed with this year that I represented represented was actually my very first com- competition two years ago. I competed for the title of Miss Clayton County's teen and did not win. It was kind of a train wreck, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, my best friend's grandma was on the board, and she invited me to a luncheon at her house where she rounded up a whole bunch of girls. I don't even know how this wonderful old lady did it. <laughs> We all were sitting in her farmhouse and she was trying to convince us to compete and I just remember looking at my mom and I was like oh my gosh like I don't know if I can do this um but yeah I competed I didn't place I didn't do well at all but I mean I, I got the bug you know you say you get you get the Miss America bug and you just want to keep competing and so I competed for a different local um, in that January this competition was in August I competed in January I won that title and I just had a few short months before Miss Iowa where I placed third runner-up which was way like out of my even like mind like what I thought was going to happen because I was kind of going into it you know what I'm going to try my best and I'm going to see what happens. You know, what happens, happens. It's okay. Um, And I made it into the top five and placed third runner up. And that was just, I think it just sparked like 
well, I got close, you know, like just a few more and I can get it. And so I competed um, that following August in Miss Clinton County again. <laughs> and I did win that second time's charm, I guess. <laughs> but I didn't win that. And then, you know, I worked hard all this year and went into state with an open mind, a good attitude. You know, it was my last year of eligibility as a teen, which I'm sure you said you competed as a teen. So you know what it's like. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, my last shot, I'll give it my all. And it worked in my favor. That's so awesome. I always love hearing people's stories of how they got there. I know when I competed for my hometown title for the first seven times, I didn't win. <laughs> um, and when I finally did win my hometown title, that was a very proud moment. So I totally understand what you mean by that. Uh, but moving forward, looking into what this year is going to look like for you, you know, you have the really unique opportunity and once, maybe twice in a lifetime, if you ever become Miss Iowa, opportunity to compete for the title of the national title. So what are you looking forward to most about Miss America and Miss America's team? You know, I've already actually met quite a few other state title holders, which is so cool. I went up to Miss Minnesota uh, this past weekend, and so I got to meet a few other teens and a few other misses representing um, some other Midwest states. So just seeing, you know, like the sisterhood is there. When they talk about that fifth pillar that's added sisterhood, I mean, it is just 100% true. It's 100% real. You just have such a connection with these other people because you're all representing the states that you love and call home. And I think that's what I'm most excited about going into Miss America and Miss America's teen. You know, the competition aspect is so exciting. I'm so excited to represent Iowa at the national level, but I'm just so excited to meet everyone and, you know, talk to each other and see what we're passionate about. Another thing though that I'm excited about is that Miss America and Miss America's teen are at the same time. And that I don't have to get ready for a competition that's in August. I was crowned in June. I know that's very exciting. I know when they made that announcement, I think that there was a big sigh of relief for everybody because usually the state competitions happen between like May and June. So I think there was a big sigh of relief for everybody to know, okay, we've got about six months to get ready. So I know that um, our Miss Pennsylvania and our Miss Pennsylvania's team teen have a huge team of people who love them and are, are so excited to support them. And I'm sure that you have the same thing um, back in Iowa. So one question that I've asked for every interview, and I'm excited to, to see what your advice for is, what is one piece of advice that you would give a young person who wants to create positive change in the world? I would say, don't be afraid. Don't care what anybody else is going to say, what they're going to think, how they're going to take what you're seeing. You know, if you're passionate about it, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. You know, putting your voice out there and making sure that the issues that you care about um, are heard is so important because once you make that change, it's just, I mean, the building blocks are there. You know, it's, you're going to be able to connect with people and share about your own story and you know what you care about. And I just think that's so important. I wish that I wouldn't have been so nervous, you know, as a freshman in high school, things are, things change, you know, you're um, entering a new stage of life. And I was kind of shy and kind of nervous and didn't really want to try new things. But, you know, now that I'm a little bit older, I wish I would have taken those steps and I wish I would have put myself out there. And so I think that's the number one advice I would give to someone. 
I love that. Oh my gosh. Don't be afraid. I think that's a, a perfect piece of advice. I know that there's probably lots of things in our lives that we've not done because we've been too nervous to do them. Um, but I am so excited to watch your journey as you get ready to compete for Miss America's teen. I will hopefully be there. There's going to be a whole group of people from Pennsylvania cheering for people from all over the country. So, um, I'm excited to hopefully be one of those people. And I can't wait to see everything that you do and to follow your journey as you get ready to compete. But for our listeners back at home, you can learn more about Juliana's mission by following her on Instagram at Miss America's teen IA. Learn more about how you can help achieve the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals by following us on Instagram at Sisters in Sustainability Podcast and Sustainability Starts With You. Join the hashtag SysPodNation today and remember that sustainability really does start with you. Thanks for listening. 